Welcome back to episode two of the Sports Talk ATL podcast. I'm Chase Earl at Sports Talk ATL, and I'm here with Kant Guard Jake, Jake Gordon, and Alex Lord. I don't know what your thing is. I think it's Go Sports Talk um, on Twitter and Instagram, whatever. Um, yesterday, we had Kyle Wright on the mound for really the, I don't want to call, I guess struggling is the right word. I mean, they're doing the same thing they did last year. It's win one, lose one, win two, lose two. Like, they don't want to get over 500. They don't want to go on a winning streak. I know eventually it will happen. Like, there's no way this team has way too much talent, way too good of a pitching staff. The offense can't hit this bad. But there are a lot of pieces right now struggling, and particularly offensively. I mean, let's start with the big bear, Marcelo Zuna. The guy has hit 157 over his last 22 games. That's basically the whole season. So he had, like, kind of a hot start. I think he had, like, four homers in the first eight games. He's hit 157 with a 473 OPS since there. I just wrote an article on this, so it's fresh in my mind. But I don't really know what you do with him because the rest of the lineup kind of sucks. You can't trade him. You owe him $50 million, million over the next three years. I think he's the biggest war on this franchise right now looking you know, down the road over the next three years. He's declining, clearly. He can't play defense. Uh, that, that's definitely looking like a terrible contract right now. Yeah, in hindsight, it's 2020. Nobody saw the whole arrest coming, all of that. Uh, there was always the risk that he was never going to sustain that 60-game sample size from 2020. But that's the risk you take whenever you have somebody coming off a season when they almost win a triple crown. And really, if Freddie Freeman wasn't on the team, he probably would have won MVP uh, or at least gotten pretty close. It would have been him or Juan Soto. So I, it, it's it's easy to say now. Uh, it sucks. It's just something we're going to have to deal with. Maybe he can maybe he can get a little bit hot down the stretch, and, and maybe the Braves can trade him with the offseason, or he can just you know maybe find a medium. Yeah, it was always going to be a, a toss-up because I'm sure everybody, regardless <clears> – <throat> not everybody – a portion of the fan base wanted him gone regardless if he was going to come in and hit, you know, 35 bombs. Uh, it didn't matter. And now that he's struggling, uh, it just gives him, you know, ammunition to say, let's get him the hell out of here. <clears throat> so it's going to be difficult for Anthopolis to trade him. That's for sure. I don't think no. you, you don't even trade, trade him at this zero point. Zero trading. And that's what I wrote. There's just right. you, you're, you're talking about a declining 31 year old outfielder that is a below replacement level player so far. I don't think he's going to be that all year, but even if Ozuna turns it around, like, and is at max, like a 1.5 war player, or let's say he's a two war player. Um, that's still not good for what he's getting paid, you know, $15 million and you got the baggage and you got the, you know, the likelihood that he's going to decline even further over the next two years. So I think if you take the whole domestic violence thing out of it, it's still a terrible contract. Like he's just like, it's just not good. And and maybe I'm speaking too soon, too harshly, because it is only a 22-game stretch. And I do think the dead balls, that's something we have to talk about this episode. This dead ball thing is complete bullshit. I mean, it's it's like watching these players, and this is just a league-wide thing. The, I looked at the league-wide OPS the other day. It's like 670. 670. 670 wasn't even in the MLB last year. That's like the That's league average. And we're just going to sit here and like, not make it a story like it's so frustrating like what am i watching how do i evaluate baseball this year because the ball is totally different <laughs> and, and it's ridiculous because it's been this way the last three years but at least it was more fun when they were hitting bombs now yeah, it's I'm, like i don't even i don't even know what a good hitter is anymore it's like they're encouraging small ball but they still allow the shifts so there is no <laughs> like there's no way DH, you can even like gave me a dh yeah. and then dead in the balls like what the yeah. fuck here guys it, it's frustrating um 
But yeah, I just think Marcelo Zuna, if you look, you know, if you all the Braves pieces, that's the one piece that, uh, yeah, you hope he somehow turns it around and you can trade him. But I just don't see anyone that's going to want, especially with the baggage, anyone that's going to trade for him. It just, it's so the Braves are kind of, they're in a shitty place with them, I think, long term, uh, which sucks because I really like, you know, coming off that 2020 season, I loved Ozuna. I was, I, I was all in for us re-signing him. But um, yeah, like you said, 60-game sample size. And who knows? His next 60-game could go like he did in 2020. Uh, he's obviously a streaky hitter. But uh, moving on, let's talk about the good. Do you guys know what I'm going to say? Go yeah, ahead, man. Me. This is your time. This is your time. Go ahead. <laughs> My man, Dansby Swanson, leading all Braves in F4. He did go 0 for 4 last night, so that might have taken a little bit of a dip. But he had a couple balls hard. Um did have a strikeout in there. But listen, uh, this guy, I know people almost don't recognize him, but he's been the best hitter on the team for the last 20 games. And it hasn't really been particularly close. I mean, you look, Austin Riley has been struggling. Matt Olson has been struggling. Marcelo Zuna we talked about. It's really been like Dansby and Travis Darnot. Like who had those guys as the two best hitters <laughs> in the Braves lineup over the last 20 games? Uh, I, I wouldn't have thought about that. And I'm really just kidding. I, I don't have, I really don't have, a hard on for Dansby Swanson. It's really just because, like, I have to, like, feel like I'm fighting on Twitter with so many Dansby haters that, like, I just have become this Dansby stan. Like, it's become my alt alt personality because I have to do it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he, he he's a borderline top 10 shortstop, and people, people need to stop hating on him. That's all I, that's all I want to say about him. That's all I want to say about him. Another good point, Travis Darno. I mean, his stick is right where it was when uh, – he won that silver slugger and his defense has improved, it seems like. So I, I think I saw he's his catching people out at second rate is like second or third in the MLB, which is super impressive because he was never known for his defense and it's improved dramatically in just one offseason. Uh, obviously, yeah. You know, that's true. Jake, he, you remember the Dodgers series last year? They ran all yeah. over. Yep. They stole every base. Like it they was went like, like a, nine for the walk was a double. Like that. <laughs> it was, it was third. So that's actually crazy. Yep. Um, I, I didn't. I know he has caught some people at second, and I and I was shocked because I literally watched the Dodgers steal on him every at every moment. They they walk and they would steal in, in that playoff series. Um, He's like second Darno, or third. Darno's been our best player this year. Yeah. Like. Uh, I, I mean, I know Ronnie just got back, and I expect him to you know take that by a mile, but. So far, over the whole course of the season, Travis Darnot, he had a home run yesterday. He's easily been the best player on the team. Um, and if you just talk about the improvements from the catcher's like situation last year with Darnot injured and not playing that well, and Kevon Smith and Steven Vogt, like that improvement between Darnot this year healthy and like looking like the old Travis Darnot is probably the biggest, you know, win gap we're gonna have this whole season. Yeah, I I was very surprised they put it they put that up on the screen yesterday before the Red Sox game about how much Darno's put into uh, his defense and how it's just not shit anymore. So you know that's that's pretty incredible, especially with William Contreras. They need to find a way to get William Contreras more at bats. That's that's the big. I was uh, just about to say that I wanted to give him a quick shout out too because people were really down on him after he literally skipped her away and didn't even play a full season of games and people were oh we can't hit like he's still like 23 24 years old 
he's playing well this year. I'm happy for him. And like I, I said it the other day, he had two walks. One of them was on four pitches and a moonshot home run. I'm like, if he can do that every couple of days, like he's going to be back up here for good sooner rather than later. I'm pretty sure he has uh, three or three or four home runs and 19 at bats or something like that. Something ridiculous, which like, if you look at it, I think that's fourth on the Braves entire team. Um, talk about dead balls. I think only Ozzy, maybe Darnode now has four. Um, Matt Olson doesn't even have four. So, I mean, yeah, you're talking about like he has like four home runs and 19 at-bats. They might need to, you know, test him out in the outfielder, in the outfield a little. I know they played him in AAA a little in the corner outfield spots. I mean, if they feel comfortable with him there, I don't see why he doesn't get some, some opportunities in the outfield over guys like Travis Demerit, even over guys like Marcel Ozuna if he keeps struggling. I obviously think you have to give Marcel Ozuna the opportunities to get out of the slump, but I do think William Contreras has earned the right to play, you know, maybe once a week in the outfield and maybe once a week as the DH and maybe once a week behind the plate, you know, give him three games, three or four games every week um, and see what he can do. Because if you look back, yeah, he struggled on the majors last year, but when they sent him back to AAA, like he was dominating, like he was hitting like 300 with like 10 bombs in 40 games. Like this guy's a major league hitter right now. And his defense has been much, be much better than it was last year, which, uh, really kind of scared me. And I think that's what scared the Braves into signing a guy like Manny Pena, who is on the IL right now. And that's another guy that I don't really know what the Braves are going to do with Contreras when Manny Pena comes out or when he comes back. Um, Cause you signed him for two years and you want that catching depth, but at the same time, it looks like William Contreras is ready now. So it's kind of a weird situation that they got themselves into. And if Contreras is still continues to be great, I could see him, maybe moving Manny Pena. I don't really know what to do with him. Yeah, I mean, but you also have the fact that the Braves are still developing him defensively, and so you can still kind of send him to AAA for those purposes. Uh, and I don't think you'd really be stunting his growth because he's still going to get to play every day. But you're right. I mean, if he can hit at a major league level, there's no reason to not have him up. But I don't think it's – it's definitely not the biggest problem they have right now. Well, the biggest problem I have is they can't hit worth a shit. Nobody on the lineup. I was looking. I look at the averages every day, and I'm I'm like, how the hell did this team win a World Series? Uh, there's been there's been so many times this year where I've seen a ball get hit off the bat, and I'm like, that's going like 450 feet, and it'll just die at the track. Who was it the other? It was Omar Nevarez for the Brewers the other day. He hit one towards the chop house, and I thought it was going to go over the chop house, and Demerit caught it on the warning track. Like even oh, the camera yeah. pan pan to like over the chop house. It's ridiculous. Matt Olson hit one in uh in center the other yesterday that I thought was for sure gone. I couldn't believe it hit the wall. It hit the wall. He ended up with a double. Yeah. So dumb. I was at the game yesterday. I, I heard the Navarro's one on the radio because I was driving back from Nashville and I think it was Joe Simpson. He I'm, I was sure that ball was fifty feet out of here. And it just and, and Travis Jamaris caught it. Um yeah, the whole ball thing. I mean, I could spend an hour talking about that. And I, I do think at some point this season, I, I, I don't know, Jake, I'd love to hear what you think about this. At some point this season, I think they're going to go back. They are. <laughs> Just... I really do. There's no way they're going to watch this lack of offense for 162 games. This and, could have been an anomaly, but there was one day, I think it was, it was a couple weeks ago, maybe like two or three weeks ago. I think uh, – like the league average homers per day this year is like 40 something. And there was like 83 and everybody's like, Oh, they take one day to test it out and, and juice the ball back up. But I definitely think they have. Well, I remember that hey. day. We had like six homers in the game. Yeah. Like yeah. the Braves, the Braves, the Braves game had like six bombs and these balls were going nuclear. And I was like, fuck yeah, they're back. They're back. 
And then like, you're gonna bring I'll, it back because people are already tired of it. Like it's I know, dude. Like, like get, give me the give me the juiced balls, or give me the regular balls. Give me the regular balls from five years ago. Don't give me this the, dead ball. This dead ball sucks. Very bold strategy of, of MLB to try this out when we have uh, NHL and NBA playoffs on, which have been so much better than baseball season so far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you always, it's funny because like the Braves, it felt this way last year. It was like, they just seem so uninspiring and they're just, it's just not fun. And it's like, oh wait, we're just losing. That's really all it is. Like when, <laughs> when you're not winning, baseball sucks. Yeah, when we were up 9 0 the other night, I was like, oh, this is great. I miss baseball. Yeah, it's like, they are the good old days. (laughs) (laughs) The good old days. We're just hitting ropes everywhere and just kicking the shit out of teams and making guys look silly on the mound. And it's like, yeah, when when that's not happening, baseball is kind of shitty. So uh, let's move on to some basketball offseason. We haven't talked about the Hawks on the new Sports Talk ATL podcast, but a lot of news, and we're going to get into some stars that we could pay, potentially pair with Trey Young, because it's going to be a busy offseason. Travis Schlenk has said it many times. You know, we probably shouldn't have ran it back with the group, which is obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. The team didn't look great. The rest of the East got better. The Hawks didn't. We're out in the first round. Didn't look even competitive against the Heat. Um... So we, we're going to need a second uh, star. I, I feel like that has to happen this offseason. And we've been linked to two guys from the Jazz uh, because it looks like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, one of them's getting moved. Like they basically, Rudy Gobert gave him an ultimatum. Like I'm, it's either him or me. Uh, I think the league expects them to choose Gobert. I don't really or expects them to choose Mitchell. I don't really know. I, I don't know who they view more valuable because I know over the course of a regular season, and this doesn't mean that's going to equate to championships because I think you need players like explosive players like Donovan Mitchell to win a championship. But over the course of a regular season, Rudy Gobert leads to wins. Like he will get he like if he's your center, you're going to win forty plus games. I don't know if that's not championship success, but like he equates to wins over the regular season. So I don't know who the Jazz are going to choose. I'm I'm very glad you're picking Gobert because I have the complete opposite sentiment. Uh, I don't know if it's because Rudy Gobert literally ruined sports in uh, March of 2020, um, but I I don't know, man. I just feel like he's not the piece the Hawks need. Like I feel like Clint Capella is fine. They have a Kongwu. You can get a rim protector. You can get you can go get Javale McGee in free agency. He's not a defensive player of the year, but you can get a guy to protect the rim. Guys like Donovan Mitchell don't don't come around very often, and Gobert's contract is also disgusting. But I understand the defensive limitations, especially if you have Mitchell and Trey on the floor at the same time. But if you can get some three and D wings in free agency, I, I you know, not this guy specifically, but maybe like a Jay Crowder, uh, somebody like that, somebody who could just hit open threes and play good defense. I'd much rather have Mitchell than than Gobert in that situation. Yeah, when you look at <clears throat> what's really going to be available for the Hawks. Uh, obviously, you know, Donovan Mitchell's a fringe all-NBA guy. He's an all-star, all that all that junk. But any of these guys aren't going to get the Hawks over the hump. Like, none of them. Uh, it doesn't really matter who they get. In my opinion, I, I don't – even if they got Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert, either way, I don't think it would, you know, maybe we lose in the conference finals, you know. That that would be, you know, what I, would, I could maybe see. And it's difficult to say that, but we need three stars. You know, we need two of, you know, Andrew Wiggins, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, all those Bradley Beal, uh, Pascal Siakam. We need two of those guys. I don't think that's true. 
I mean, to win a championship, we need more. Who are, I who mean, are the Heat's three guys? They're not going to win. Why? Why are the Heat not going to win? The Heat are bad. I said this. I said this a couple Eric weeks ago after we lost. I don't even care if the Heat win the finals. They're still a bad team. I don't I care. It, they like, could win the finals. They're bad. Ten team. best coaches in NBA history. Who is the Suns' third star? DeAndre Ayton. Shut the fuck up. DeAndre Ayton is not, not a, a even star. Close to an all star. Not a star. But he's close to be like there. There who, was arguments the about having star? a max contract. It's Alex, who is the Bucks' third star? Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Giannis. I understand he's hurt, but they won it last year with him, dude. They won it last Drew year. Drew Holiday him. and Chris Middleton. Okay, I'll, g- I'll give you Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday's not a star. He's a bum. He's a bum, and I think they're <laughs> overpaying him. But he's still the best defensive guard in the league. I mean, who is the Celtics' third star? <laughs> Al Horford, baby. No. <laughs> I mean, bro, there is not a team in the league, the playoffs right now with three stars, except for the Warriors. I mean, they're just getting hurt, I guess. Yeah, sure, they're getting hurt. I have a future yeah. on the Warriors, so yeah, they have three stars. They're going to win it. I mean, and I don't consider – but see, I don't consider Wiggins a star, so like I – like. Okay, well, maybe, you know, we're not talking about actual stars because it is hard to say. There's probably only 15 – ish 20-ish stars in the NBA really maybe not even that many well I mean so, no, I think there's a ton of stars I mean I just think they're all separated on different teams um and it depends and if you're calling Chris Middleton a star I mean then there's a ton of stars because there's like 40 of those I guess I'm equating it more to if they're earning 25 30 35 million dollars so that's how yeah. so which is crazy Duncan Duncan Robinson makes 90 million Here's my He's on the here's my, for the heat. Yeah, five years, 90 mil. He's here's my thing though. Um really what I value and things you see with teams like the Bucks and the Suns, uh, and the Heat, you have energetic, willing defenders. Like that's just something I never saw on the Hawks. They have no fucking energy on defense and it drives me up the wall. Everybody's standing around. Watch the Heat, watch the Celtics, watch the Bucks, watch the Suns. They're getting after it on defense, yep. and it's not just in the playoffs. It's in the regular season. They're on your ass, and the Hawks just don't do that, and it pisses me off like more than mentality. anything. It's a mentality. It's a mentality. And they had it last year, and that's why they that's why they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. They were playing tenacious defense. That's what kept talking that we were with. They're playing great team defense. They don't have great individual defenders, but they are giving effort. Like, there's, you can see there's effort on defense. That's not there this year, and that's why they got their asses kicked, and that's why they got embarrassed. That's a quick fix. You just sign P.J. Tucker and just let him go tackle people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, like, so going back to Gobert and Mitchell, like, I, I wasn't saying that – I like, I was saying I don't know which one the Jazz are going to pick. Like, I don't know which one they find more valuable. To me, like, I would, I would go get Donovan Mitchell. I would pair him with Trey Young. And I would surround those guys with defense. And I would that and yeah. I and I think you could win a championship that way. I think those I think two could. guys could win to could score a combined 70 points a night, let the rest of the team score, you know, 40 or 50, and let the rest of the team play defense and just solely focus on defense. Think about that Miami series. Think about what would happen if Donovan Mitchell was on the floor and instead of, you know, other guys. Like there's not there's and not her. two guys coming on to try to leave him open. That's no. not gonna happen. And, and, and like, I think Kevin, I think Kevin Herter would be a good fit in Utah too. I'm not saying that because he's white. I'm saying <laughs> that because he's a big, he's a big guy who can defend and shoot three. I saw can't like, fucking defend. I, good lord, he took a step back. I saw he something did, but, on a, um, 
and that's just to be DeAndre good. Here's fuck. Get go here. There you go, DeAndre. See ya. That was a great. That was a great game five performance. And <laughs> oh, you know what? We can we can sign Joe Ingles in free agency. I'll take Joe Ingles all day. I fuck with Joe Ingles heavy. Um. Yeah. I mean. So yeah. To me, it's like go get a Bradley Beal. Go get a Donovan Mitchell. And then just surround those guys with just guys who focus on – give me fucking Pat Bev out there. Like, I don't give that's a why, shit. God, that's why I said Herb Jones up. last year. Last year, I, I, honestly, I think I could have outdone Travis Schlenk last year. I wanted Iota Sunmo, who was one of the best rookies this year. I wanted Herb Jones, who averages like two and a half blocks and steals per game. And I wanted Alex Caruso. Those three guys yes. would have been – Give me Alex perfect. Caruso. Fuck yeah. I mean, we're not getting them. But, dude, I mean, there, there are second scoring options that are going to be available. I'm not sure if Donovan Mitchell will. I do think Bradley Beal will because how the hell are they going to keep – like how the hell is he going to keep just taking his beating in Washington? Like I get he wants to win there, and I respect him and like Damian Lillard, but dude, like these organizations are incompetent and in putting a team around you. Like eventually you got to go. Um, I think that has a very good Zach chance. Zach Levine, sign and trade with the Bulls. Zach Levine, I think Zach Levine's legit. I think those three guys, those are who I'd be targeting. And then I would be, I, I think just fill those guys around with defense. Like, get rid of your, get rid of Danilo Gallinari. I loved him, but like, it was a good run, buddy. But I can't watch your slow ass play. Like, I need some defenders. I need some fucking long ass dudes that all they care Derrick about Jones is. Jr., Cody Martin. Like, I don't care. These guys aren't like big names, but they're long athletic defenders. That try, like they try, and that's really, Reggie Bullock. That's almost. I hate <laughs> Reggie Bullock. That guy's an absolute I hate clown. Reggie Bullock, Give me him. I, I want him. Still take him. I will take him. If, if they can make a three and play defense, like that's fine. They can shoot two shots a game. That's all I need. That's all I need out of you because I have guys that can shoot forty times a game in Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell or Levine. Can you imagine Sabo on this team? <laughs> oh, give me the Swiss Army knife. Give me the Swiss Army knife. God, I miss Tabo. I never thought I would say that. I miss him. Give me um, him and Damari and Tori and Prince. Bring all three of them back. I don't oh even think God. it's a question, though, if we're choosing between Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell. I I've been er very outspoken about the fact that, just like you said, Jake, I mean, Gobert is better than Clint Capella in every aspect <clears throat> of the game. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roast you on this. After Come on. Uh, let me finish first. Clint, Clint Capella is enough of – Rudy Gobert to warrant what he gets he, paid versus what Rudy Gobert gets paid. But go ahead, Alex. Rudy Gobert uh, is a generational defender. He's one of the best defenders year in, year out. Uh, he finishes he's – he's one of the highest uh, – best finishers at the rim in the NBA. Uh, his offense is uh, miles ahead of Clint Capella's. But it's not $20 million ahead of Clint Capella. I'm not paying $20 million extra to is, get but. a better defense and somebody who's going to finish at the rim better. It doesn't matter who's going to the rim with Trey Young. He's going to put it right there for you. And Clint Capella has shown that he is enough to get it done. I mean, He's not. oh, my He's God. Simply not. One more thing. Our defense isn't – it's not rim protection. It's a, it's a perimeter defense. That's what needs to be, you know, addressed. One more thing before you go, Chase. Rudy Gobert and Trey Young, Luke is in this category too. Those are two guys that I see consistently get hunted in the playoffs. Like, I've seen Rudy Gobert get run off the floor by, by Terrence Mann. Like, it, Rudy like, 
Rudy Gobert also gives me Rudy Gobert also gives me cat vibes, where he's just like a pussy. Like he can't even believe what he says. It's just because he's French, bro. Just oh, just that's uh, true. Ugh. Yeah, just because he's French. <laughs> I hate it. I listen. I I think Rudy Gobert is a a very very significantly better upgrade over Clint Capella. Now, do I think he's a championship piece? No, because I think championship pieces in this league have to score on their own. Um, if you're going to give me a max contract player, give me the guy who can put the ball in the bucket um, on his own. Um, I do think, you know, but like as far as Clint Capella goes, like I just don't even think like I, because I don't want to mash Capella, but like anytime Capella is playing like a real big, like he gets bitched around like Joel Embiid, like Giannis, like they don't like they like, you can't even put Capella out on the floor against those guys. He, they, they just, they, they kill him. Um, Gobert, that's not happening to him. Not saying he's going to like stop him, but like that, that's, that's where like, you're really seeing the differences. Um, and I think he's a 10 times better finisher. Uh, he, he's more efficient. He's a better rebounder. I, and I like Capella. Nobody's arguing this, he's better, but he's not $20 million better. This is a conversation for another day, but John Collins is far too athletic to be as poor of a defender as he is. Sorry. Get him out of here. John Collins, uh, Blow odds up. John Collins is a hawk next year. 40%. Probably pretty good. I think pretty 60 good. To, I, actually, I'll lean, I'll lean more likely. I'll say 60%. Yeah, I go 25. You think what? 25. I don't think he's a hawk next year. I think he's the, I think he's the most movable piece. I think you have to move pieces to bring in um, – you know, to bring in money, you have to uh, move money out. Um, I think he's the most movable piece. I think he didn't show enough this year to warrant his contract. Um, I think, I think twenty. I would say seventy-five percent chance he is traded. I just don't see. You know, I don't see this team better when he's out on the floor. Uh, he's not great defensively. Um, yeah, I just, I think Clint Capella. If you're keeping him. I think he's better in the pick and roll with Trey Young than John Collins is. I know the flashy dunks come from John Collins. I think uh, Clint Capella is better in the pick and roll with him. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think he's going to be a hawk. I think he's an easy, movable piece. I think if you're going to land a big trade like Bradley Beal or Donovan Mitchell, that's the kind of guy you're going to have to give up. Um, so I think he's our probably our second best player, but like – that's our most tradable piece. He's our best trade asset. I think I think it's him and I think it's him and Herder that would be the first two to go in terms of like I have to move some money. Maybe Gallo or Bogey since they're expiring contracts. Well, you can buy out them. Gallo this year. So Gallo, Gallo. Oh, you can, can buy him out this year. Then it'll probably be Bogey just because I think he has a player or a team option, doesn't he? Yeah, I, there was one player <laughs> I want to keep though. It's Bogey. Me too. <clears throat> I don't, and like, I feel like if you're trading well, a Kong, a Kong Wu over him, but yes, bogey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel, and I feel like if you're trading someone like with a team that's going into a rebuild, like, I don't think they're very interested in bogey, you know, like why would like, he's kind of get like going to be 30. Like you're trying, you're looking for the hunters, the herders, the Collins, like guys that could be foundational pieces of a rebuild. So I think those are just the movable pieces. Um, Yeah. I think Collins, I think there's a very, 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 very good chance he's gone. I think Collins, you had to pay him. I mean, he was a good player, and you had to pay him. You couldn't just let him walk. And well, the contract's just, not I no, it's not. It's what twenty five, one twenty five for five I'm or something. That is a trade asset. Like I still think right, it's valuable. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree a hundred percent. But 
he's pretty much useless out there without Trey. Like he can't create his own shot. He, all he does is he goes on the elbow and turns around and jump and hits a jumper over a shorter guy. And that's not a move. That's not a move you can consistently go to. Well, he can't. He, he no, can't at he least. Has, he, he has no bag. He doesn't play defense. No. He's he, he's an okay three-point shooter. He should well, be a they, way better three-point shooter for what else he offers. But. When the staff describes him, they're like, oh, JC this, JC that. He does all the little things, all the all blah, 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 blah. It's like, this isn't Pat Bev. This dude's making $25 million. He better be doing the big things too. You know, it's not that's just – point. Hey, we're, not talk, we're not talking shit about the tenacious – perimeter defenders that we're going to be loading up our team with if we get pat bev i'm going to shoot myself i hate pat bev so much but if i hate rudy gobert i hate pat bev i hate pj tucker and we could land two yeah you didn't like you didn't like draymond green's stat line the other day two points 11 rebounds three steals Draymond has, there on the floor. <laughs> Draymond has a basketball IQ though. Like that's what that's the thing that makes him so bad. Draymond knows what's gonna happen before it happens. He just can't do anything about it most of the time on offense. But I absolutely I mean, love Draymond Green. He's he's one of my favorite players in the NBA. He was one of my favorite players at Michigan State. I used to hate him and I really like him now. I he's still fucking, do he's not fucking like hilarious, him. bro. He's a funny ass dude. Like he got ejected the other day and just started like going nuts. Like, what are you doing? He just got ejected. See, and then immediately recorded a pod. Immediately. <laughs> he's dedicated to the content game. Yeah. Just like us. Yeah. He he's a funny fucker. I mean, dude, I'm just saying we just gotta get guys like that on the team. If we do, we're in business. We are in big business. Um but yeah, anything else on the Hawks before we move on to some Falcons? Maybe we should bring Solo uh, back. Uh, <laughs> I think Solo made the team. I'm convinced now after after what yeah. happened. Solo and Jock Peterson, the two guys we got to get back. Yep. God, Jock Peterson. Letting Jock P. R.I.P., bro. What a I run. You, that guy. I mean, like that guy I was did. on the team for two months and couldn't be more loved by a group of fans. Told you, he's, he's, he's one of my five favorite baseball players in history, and I'm not kidding at all. How is that guy – is he still just on absolute fire? I'm sure he's cooled off a little bit. I mean, there's no, yeah, I mean, there's no I'm, I'm looking it up right now. There's no way he's still just going absolutely nuts. It's one of those things to where I kept saying. I was like, Chuck Peterson. Okay, yeah, he's come back down to earth a little bit. He hasn't hit a home run since. But still, but that's, I don't care. That's that's just the guy he is. He still has an eight forty two. That, that is legitimately Jack. That is right Jack. Mo. That is who he is. Where did Alex go? We did. We I lost Alex. No. I don't know. It's okay. We'll move on. To, we'll move on to Falcons. I don't think we have much to say yeah. about it. Yeah. Um. So when we ended the last pod, um, Grady Jarrett, literally right as we ho- hopefully that's gonna happen. Forty five seconds, maybe forty five seconds maybe. after. We were still on the video piece. Like we were still talking on it. And then like we all look at our phones. It's like, oh, Grady Jarrett just got extended. Um, so yeah, Grady Jarrett gets extended three years, 51 million, right after we ended the last pod. I'm gonna ask you guys what you think. I'll say first, fantastic deal. I mean, I thought I thought I wasn't really for extending him. I was probably more towards trading him. But like when you get him for three year 51, I mean Great deal, and maybe the regime is turning this around. Are we going to say some positive things now? I kind of like the draft. I like the extension. If we sign a left guard that's worth a damn, like don't get me thinking we're going to make the playoffs. Don't get me. 
I, uh, I, mean, I do well, agree you know, with that. season goes like as it gets closer, the more you kind of feel you kind of you convince yourself okay. like ah, it could not be that bad. It could not be that bad. Guys, it is going to be that bad. I'm not there yet, but I, I'm telling you, you get me a left guard. If Jalen Mayfield looks good in the preseason, watch out. Watch out. We're gonna start talking. We're gonna start talking ourselves into some ridiculous things just like we did last year. But oh, no, be nah, I, agree. I I completely agree with everything you said about Grady. I'm not as high on the draft class as it seems like the national media is, but I thought it was good. I definitely think it was better than last year. So Yeah, if I told you that we'd be paying Jake Matthews more than Grady Jarrett, you'd pro- I, I wouldn't believe that. I, I, I'm surprised that that they got that extension with Grady. I mean, they were talking about, you know. They're like, we love Grady, you know, we Grady knows how we feel, blah, 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 blah. It sounded blah. like everything made, they said right before they shipped Julio out of town. Well, it made me think that, like, oh, damn, they're about to give this guy $20 million, $21 million a year. And then I'm I'm confused what they were what they even hold what the holdup was. If they came at me with that number, I'd be like, yep, come on back. You know, it, it, that was a great number. Uh, we're paying Jake Matthews more, and I think you know Jake Matthews might be more valuable because position-wise, but he's not a better player. That's for sure. He's not a better player than Grady is. So I do someone tell me, yeah, someone tell me what the hell Grady Jarrett is thinking. Like, yeah, I he yeah Falcons at that yeah. number. I'd be like, test the open market, get me the hell out of Atlanta. <laughs> Maybe he likes the house. Somebody would definitely Arthur. pay him twenty million dollars a year on the open market. Definitely. No, no. So he like Arthur Smith. I guess. <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what his agent's thinking. I think the team, you know, got a great deal out of this. Uh, and yeah, don't call it a comeback. They're they're making some moves. They're doing good things. They're you know, regardless of if these guys don't pan out, at least they're addressing. You know, the big areas of concern, the pass rush, uh, pass catchers, uh, the future of quarterback. I mean, they pretty much everything but the offensive line, really. The salary uh, cap. Yeah, they're addressing everything. Next offseason is going to be so much fun for us, for Falcons fans in general. Only, we're going to have a hundred million. Jones? I don't think so. That's. I think that's the last piece. I think, I don't know, but the thing is, like, it feels like they're going out of their way to not mention him in like press conferences. Yes, they are. I, I think that is not a thing. I don't but think they've done it more thing. than once. They've done it more than once, dude. I you literally I, list all the linebackers I, except Vito. And like you talk about Arthur Smith, who's a very like Bill Belichick aura about him, like hard nosed football, like probably like rolls around in the dirt for fun in his backyard. Like <laughs> you know, that's just not how Deion Jones is playing. That like yeah. he has completely lost. Like he looks like he doesn't love going out there and hitting people. And I just feel like to me, like that's an insult. That's like spitting in Arthur Smith's face. Like you disgusting fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Debo's just uh, tiptoeing around. He's not wearing that LSU Tigers. Uh, that's not very LSU proud. Tiger, that's yeah, not that's... the Debo I hung out with in Reggie's. Nope, nope, not him. He was a grim- <laughs> he was a grimy dog. <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't care or he doesn't like Atlanta. I mean, I would be shocked if they traded him. I don't think they would trade him. Or he just made $80 million and doesn't want CTE. Like, that's – And that's fair. Yes. That's fair. I'm fine with that. But, like, I also can't have you on my team anymore. (laughs) You guys also have to consider that we have about three weeks until June 1st, and then that's going to be really telling because if they have a trade-in agreement for post-June 1st – 
it'll start making a lot of sense why they're not really talking about him that much. But I, that's what I would prefer, especially. Oh my God, I'll take a I'll take a fifth round pick, a Dude, sixth round the pick, pick for the salary cap relief, bro. We'll have money to like spend. Like, give me some players. Give me a left guard. Find see, me this is, a left this is, guard. No, this is another pass rusher. And like, this team's not shit. Even though Debo see, here's the thing. Is I don't. Shit. I don't. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Ahead, Even though Debo was shit last year. People who are thinking Troy Anderson or Michael Walker can come in and start are are kidding yourselves because they cannot. I, I don't know what anybody's talking about Troy Anderson Maybe coming in Walker. here and immediately Not starting. Anderson. No way, dude. Maybe next that's year. Like, that's what I think the also, plan is. That's why same, I think they'll the, keep Debo. Yeah, this, these are the same people that think Justin Schaefer is going to start over Jalen Mayfield too. Yeah. Okay. It's not happening. Well, Rashawn Evans is starting. There's no doubt about that. Correct, but I keep forgetting. Guys, I keep forgetting he's on the team. But if you well, trade so Debo, Sean Evans and Michael Walker could hold down most of the load. And like you could always sign a, I mean, you could always sign a linebacker like on the street that's like pretty damn good. They're yeah. like running backs for like a million yeah. or like two million. Like you could still and Nate Lamb and Nate Lamb and Hyde. Nate Lamb, yeah, he's gonna start. Troy, fuck Troy Anderson. Nate Landman starting. <laughs> um, Troy, Troy Anderson is playing like like arena league football like it, that shit that shit was crazy man I, I watched some of his games and like it looked like the three of us out there playing against him but he's a he's a freak man dude i like i know like you're not a, i don't think he's gonna start but like that neck has me thinking he's gonna do some big things like he's literally I just like the interview he's like i used to i used to bail hay on the farm and i'm like oh, I, I love this guy we I gotta clip guy. that i need to clip that right there <laughs> That's literally what he looked like. And, like, I had to try to look like that. He's just naturally built different. Like, he probably didn't even – I mean, he literally played, like, seven-on-seven football growing up. Like, I don't know how you got that big of a neck. I think I think that was, like, a thing. I think I remember seeing that. Like, they didn't have enough kids in, in his high school to play. Like, I mean, that's Leighton Vanderash. All those people from, like, Montana and Idaho, like, you can't just, like, play football. Like, there's not enough people to play. <laughs> they, like, travel around those states and play, like, seven-on-seven. Seven. Like, there's no football teams. There's no high school football. Like, you don't – you literally walk outside and don't see shit for 30 miles. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> what, what, what are we going to do when, like, it comes to the preseason and they're, like, they just give Troy Anderson some snaps at quarterback in the second half, but he goes out there and throws for like 250 yards. That would be hilarious. He, if he's the next Taysom, dude, that's <laughs> number 44. We're not even talking yeah. about the fact that he's legitimately Taysom Hill. Like he could play running back. He could get some running back snaps, like tight end. Like if he blocks a punt against the Saints, like I'm immediately getting his jersey. I'll tell you that much. There's, there, like, like if he blocks a punt against the Saints and like takes it to the house, like Taysom Hill has done to us multiple times. <laughs> If he's on kickoff team and just smokes someone, I'm ready to see this boy play. That neck, you can't, I am too. You I, can't go wrong with that neck. At least in the preseason, I gotta see. He needs a lot of work. He's either gonna be the yes, best or the worst yes. pick from this class. Yeah, he will well, be the that's best what I'm or the saying. We're, he took him in the second round, and this guy there is so gonna many be a special teams contributor in his first year. That's it. What the well, hell? See, what the hell? This is y'all's evaluations. Like, obviously, they think he's going to be more than that. Like, they would not draft this kid unless they thought like he's going to be a stud. Like, there were studs left sure. on the board. Sure, here's they the thought thing. the same here's thing, the thing with Jalen Mayfield. I'm sure. Um, I, 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 we can, you know, they're bums. Bums. I'm we talking about Jalen Mayfield being the ranked the worst starting offensive lineman in the league. I, that's that's unbelievable. 
that's but, unbelievable. I mean, but that's I like, that it's not surprising at all. Like I, I, like if someone had said who is the worst <laughs> starting offensive lineman, I would have firmly said Jalen Mayfield and thought without looking at anything and, and felt like I was correct. I don't, I don't need any analytics. I can tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down and watch. But, I don't need to look at any other guards in the league. Like I watched Jalen Mayfield play. You can't be worse than that. You cannot. Okay. But you talk about, hang on. You talk about Troy Anderson not being ready this year. And you talk about $130 million in cap space next year. I'm okay with that, especially if you have the first, second, third pick, because you're going to get Bryce Young, Will Anderson, maybe Will Levis if he plays well, or C.J. Stroud, or maybe even Jackson Smith and Jake, but we'll go pass catchers three years in a row. And you get a I would blow player. my brains out if we take a wide receiver next year in the first round. Again. You've never seen Jackson Smith and Jake play then. I've but, seen them. I I don't. I I'm just like. Uh, when are we gonna draft an offensive lineman, dude? When are we gonna pay who cares? an offensive spend lineman? The fr- okay, they can't evaluate offensive linemen clearly. Just clearly, spend money in yeah. free agency. You're gonna have 130 million free agency. Just sign good ones that are already good. Uh, don't worry. That's fair. I forgot what I was gonna say. I'll compliment a- the Falcons. Outside of left guard and right tackle and center, the offense is going to be pretty sick. <laughs> if, those, if we can hold those three positions down, Marcus Mariota is going to be a tw- oh, you know, the 20th best quarterback. I do, I do worry about his health. Like I do feel like he is going to get hurt. And Marcus we are Mariota? Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think it's probably more likely he gets hurt than he, and then he doesn't. But, you know, you can't go into I, a season I'm like that. I'm still holding out hope Desmond Ritter wins the starting job. It's I know it's not, not going to happen. happen. It's yeah, yeah. Happen. I mean, you, obviously it's not going to happen, but, like, I can't hope. Like, I can't we're just talking, we're, like, we're talking about the same not coach. at least hoping it happens. We're talking about the same coach that literally the only rookie that played last year, besides Jalen Mayfield, who played fucking horribly, was Kyle Pitts. Like, none of the rest of those guys played. I just can't believe, like, it. I can't wrap my brain around how we left Jalen Mayfield in there for every snap yet wouldn't give an opportunity to, like, Richie Grant. Like, how bad yeah. is that? Like, I like, like, if, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, at that point, just let undrafted free agents play 17 games. <laughs> yeah, get better <laughs> picks. not trying I mean, to win. Because this is not a winning solution. There is no commit. Like, we always talk about Arthur Smith. He's not going to just blow games. Well, what the fuck is he doing out there with Jalen? <laughs> what do you call that? Because that's not trying Selling. to win. Like I we have money knowing. to spend. We have at least eight million dollars to spend after signing our rookie class, or, or maybe seven, something like that. There is a like a guard that can play better than Jalen Mayfield on the streets, and we're not signing him. Don't tell me you're committed to winning and you're not in some form of tanking. What they what they're gonna do, which I'm perfectly okay with. Like if you go into next offseason, okay, you got Drake London, you got Kyle Pitts, you got AJ Terrell. Maybe Richie Grant and, and Jalen Hawkins look good. You got young pieces all over the place. All right, now go spend money on a good offensive line. Go spend money on two good pass rushers. Maybe go get a premium corner. Like, spend spend on what you need. You The Falcons have not had cap space for, like, I don't even know. I, I don't as long as I can remember. The last time they had I, I, As long as I can remember. Um, <laughs> so it'll be interesting because we've literally never gotten to do this on the site. Yeah, this like, is going to be literally fun. never. I, I think in 2015, we might have had some cap space and we signed the great Ray Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the worst free agent signings I've ever seen in my life. Like we went out there and did that. We had like 40 or 50 mil. We're like, oh, and we, we literally, it was just the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in free agency. So I'm just hoping. The good news though is like if there's one thing that Terry Fontenot 
has been good at like throughout this these two years um it's been the free agent signings it's i I really like casey hayward you know i like rashawn evans like cordell patterson like i know they're all bargain bin signings but if he can do that with like a few million bucks like imagine what he can do with 150 mil like so yeah the safety market's gonna be crazy too i think justin simmons is hitting the market um well can rick can richie grant uh, like, jesse let's just get him on the field man i, I think richie grant's gonna be okay i think people are overreacting about richie grant. i actually I like Jalen okay. hawkins I, I didn't think he was that bad i agree i, I, I thought Jalen hawkins was de- decent but yeah i mean we need a safety for sure i think i think they'll be okay i'm not that worried about it I just don't like that. I just don't want them to go out there and start doing what the Jags are doing and giving Christian Kirk eighty-four million dollars and Foya oh Luakon like eighty million. Foya Luakon twenty-one. And then and then draft two off off-ball linebackers and then draft two off-ball linebackers. That is retarded. Foya makes like sixteen this year, and then I think he makes twenty-one and twenty-one the two years after that. That is a. I just don't understand how you can continually hire GMs that just do Jags things. Like, like the Jags do this every off season, and they and everyone looks at who they sign, and we're like, "Wow, you had the most cap space in the league, and you got absolutely (laughs) fucking nobody." You made some of the worst signings. Everyone can tell, like before they happen. It's like these signings suck. They do make a good point. Somebody did make a good point. They were like, well, you are the Jags, and so you have to pay the Jags tax. Like, you have to pay more to get yeah, people yeah, to come to Jacksonville so because you're such that a fucking true. dumpster fire. That is true. But, like, playing in Jacksonville, like, I feel like that would be pretty sick. Like, like I know they suck, but, like, just in general, like, if the Jags were a good team, like, like that wouldn't be a bad place to be. Like, in Jacksonville, like, it's not, it's never cold. Like, you're playing in warm weather all year. I feel like, like they have a decent fan base, too. Like, they yes, have a decent following. Yes, I mean, when they went to the AFC Championship, like, there were Jags fans everywhere. I was like, where the hell do you come from? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, remember David Garrard? That guy was the GOAT. Legend. Marie Jones Drew. Jiggly ass cheeks. Matt Crowley probably has a David Garrard Hall of Fame page somewhere. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. I did want to ask you. I did want to ask y'all one more question. Uh, NFC South next year. Do you think Matt Corral beats out Sam Darnold? Like this year? Yeah. Probably not. I think he does in the middle of the year. I think Sam Darnold is so goddamn terrible. Maybe, By the way, maybe, maybe throughout the year, but not to begin the year. Not Chase, I mean this in the nicest way possible. You kind of look like Sam Darnold, but Dude, I, I get this all the time. <laughs> I've gotten this like. I've gotten this like 20 times. Like anytime a guy's it's like, bro, that kind of looks like you. I'm like, really? I could see it right now. Like week six, like the Panthers are playing like somebody not even that good. Let's say they're playing like the, the Bears. I don't even know if they play the NFC North, whoever. They're playing the Cardinals or somebody. And they're just getting the doors blown off of them. And Matt Corral comes in for Sam Darnold. That's the last we ever see of Sam Darnold in the NFL. Yeah, that's a sad story. Baker Mayfield's on the on that track. That quarterback class, good Lord almighty. The first well, two I told you, I, I told everybody Josh Allen was the best one. Nobody wanted to hear it. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I didn't I – didn't, I, but shit, what the fuck am I doing? I don't know anything. And I never watched – You did call Mac Jones. <laughs> I did call Mac Jones. So, yeah, I got him. Uh, but any anything else we want to touch on before we wrap this up? 
yeah, you should definitely use code Kangaroo Jake on prize picks when you sign up and get your first deposit yeah. match. All right. Well, that's a good way to end this. Yeah. The, you know, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week and we'll probably have a today in Atlanta sports coming up pretty soon. So that'll also be, those will also be on the, the podcast platform. So we'll, we'll have more content.